men, more so than women, tend to be um, more closed about revealing things. I think what we know is that men feel as if they're weak if they say something's wrong with them. I think a lot of times men feel as if there's something wrong with them or they're afraid if they get sick. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I discuss a new study that came out that looked at a variety of research of tens of millions of couples and found that married couples are less likely to suffer from heart attacks and strokes. We explain why. Also, I do want to briefly mention that there is a couple um, incidents of background noise, so please bear with it and enjoy the show. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the talented, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. It is great to have you on as always. Karen, for those tuning in for the first time, is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And of course, at our website, hitchmag.com. Okay, Karen, so we have talked about a lot of studies. And so I, I I came across a new study that came out. Um, uh, came out at the end of June. Um, and so I wasn't really surprised by the findings of it at all, but I thought we could talk about some of the side effects that the researchers discussed in their findings. So to put this all in context, uh, there was a new study that came out that essentially analyzed 34 other studies that had more than 2 million participants in them combined. And what they found was that marriage may lower the risk of heart attacks and strokes. Um, Now, the study authors say, and I quote, living with another person allows earlier recognition and response to warning symptoms, especially if a myocardial uh, uh, infraction becomes instantly disabling. Uh, This seems... Uh, like it can apply to all sorts of things, not just heart attacks. Um, and we, we've seen this with mental health issues and all sorts of stuff. Um, do you think that there is a way to boost this behavioral effect um, that has benefited these like heart attack victims? Oh, absolutely. Um, not just with my, myocardial infarctions. Um, you know, I think that the, the, closer, the more in touch, so to speak, that a couple is with each other, the more that they're going to sense 
when the other person is off, so to speak. Now, that being said, this just so far you can push it, so to speak. Uh, I'll tell you about a little incident that I ran into recently with some friends. Um, I happen to have been staying at their house and the conversation I overheard, and I wasn't eavesdropping, they were speaking very loudly, was that one person was having a symptom, I don't have to be specific about it, um, that he had not shared with his wife. And she was getting really upset and she said, how did you not tell me this? This is really important. How long has this been going on? He said, well, you know, for a couple of days. She said, you know, why wouldn't you tell me that? Men, more so than women, tend to be um, more closed about revealing things. I think what we know is that men feel as if they're weak if they say something's wrong with them. I think a lot of times men feel as if there's something wrong with them or they're afraid if they get sick. So certainly, the more that a couple is open in their communication, that's going to help in each one having uh, an opportunity for being able to be aware of each one's health, whether it be a myocardial infarction or something else, mm-hmm. uh, a stroke or you know something else. Um, can I can I stop you really quick right there? Yeah, sure. Um, first off, thank you for correcting the uh, myocardial infarction. I messed that one up at the beginning, um, but the um, the 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 idea that men. Uh, typically don't talk about their injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely agree with that. But then I, but then it also got me thinking about women. And I feel like the, the women that I know in my life and have had in my life are like way tougher than the men. And they um, typically haven't wanted to burden other people. Like they are like doers and they just handle business mm-hmm. and they don't, put the burdens that are on their shoulders on anybody else. And so I kind of feel, and and I may be totally off on this, but I kind of feel like it goes both ways where men don't want to do it for their reasons about like machismo Mm -hmm. and they're afraid of doctors. And we know that men are worse with pain generally. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I also feel like women have this amazing ability to like shoulder the world um, mm-hmm. and just like keep on going. So do you, do you think that kind of holds any water at all? Well, I, I do think that there is some validity to what you're saying. And very often, especially with heart symptoms, a woman, because the symptoms for a woman are difficult, than, different than they are for a man. So they're going to show themselves differently. It might turn out that she has shoulder pain or she has pain in her back or she has shortness of breath. And so it's not the typical, it doesn't necessarily have to be the typical pain down your left arm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so she might, number one, not think anything of it. Or think, oh, I just have a stomach ache or I just, you know, lifted too many bundles or something like that. Um, But I do think that there is validity to what you're saying. And it may be that a lot of times when the symptoms with a woman are more subtle, um, she isn't going to make a big deal about it right away. Mm. However, I do think that... If there's something that has to be paid attention to, 
a woman will pay attention to it. If she knows, yeah. okay, this is really something I have to be paying attention to. You know, the other thing about that really quick, uh, I feel like because women biologically have more sophisticated bodies based on uh, having to deal with childbirth and things like that, um, they, like, as a man growing up, as a boy, like, I didn't really have to deal with hardly anything. Uh, like, there was mm-hmm. no complications as I grew older and went through puberty and all that other stuff, you know, uh, awkwardness mm-hmm. or whatever. But women have, like, radical biological changes that take place, which puts them, I I feel like, from an outsider, much more in tune with their body. Um, and I, I realize it varies and all that stuff, but there's like, um, I feel like there's a a better understanding of what's going on. And I think part of that fear of like doctors and stuff gets kind of like washed away for women a little bit. Whereas men, they don't have to see doctors other than like a regular checkup or, you know, shots or something. Mm. Whereas women Mm. have a lot more interaction with, with, um, the medical industry, like throughout life. I don't know. That's just, again, another just like weird observation. Well, I don't, again, I'm not going to discount that. My take on it would be that I think women in general are just more tuned in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if something's wrong, you know, they know it. I was just working with somebody earlier this week who, uh, when she got pregnant, she just knew something was wrong with the pregnancy. And in fact, there was. Mm. Uh, And she ended up having um, an atopic pregnancy and lost the baby. Um, You know, when I got pregnant, I knew I was pregnant way before any of the tests showed it. Um, I think that women may just be more in tune. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we know in general, in a relationship, a woman has a better sense of what's going on in the relationship than a man does. But going back to your original question, I do think that um, the more communicative a couple is, the more familiar they are with each other, the more they're going to pick up if their mate is not acting the way they usually do. Um, hoping that they're paying attention to their mate, mm-hmm. and you know, and that would then help with whether it be heart attacks, strokes, or you know, anything else. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, the authors also added that these individuals were also twice as likely not to take prescribed medications. Uh, the, these individuals being the not marrieds and the divorced, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. which was the one of the strongest indicators strongest predictors of better outcomes. Um, and I think this is an important one and something, um, I feel doesn't get talked about is that your spouse has skin in the game when it comes to your health, um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to some like outsider, right? Um, Mm -hmm. they want you to get healthy. They don't want to live the next who knows how long without you. And so they want to make sure that you are taking your meds. Um, so do you have any tips on, because I'm sh- obviously it, it works, like th- these couples are more likely to take their meds, married couples, um, mm-hmm. so it's working, but I'm sure there has been some back and forth in those households about like, oh, quit bugging me, blah, blah, blah. So is there a way to do that so that um, it, it doesn't become some like nagging, patronizing process? Well, well, first of all, there's there's actually been literature on the fact that 
women do nag their husbands on how they eat mm-hmm. and, um, you know, don't drink so much or um, go to the doctor and things like that. And though they are nagging, it turns out, in fact, that their husbands are healthier because of it. So the nagging factor is really something that does provide some benefit. Um, but you yourself actually answered your own question because when I want uh, Rich to do something having to do with his health and he's you know perhaps a little hesitant I will say to him listen if something happens to you it's it's really going to not be okay for me you mm. know and you know I, I need you to hang around I need you to be here and when I put it that way then he has a different reaction to it so I think that um, helping your mate to understand that, number one, they have a responsibility in the relationship to uh-huh. both of you and to understand that it's going to have an effect on you. They're not going to see it quite as, oh, there she goes again or he goes again. Yeah. You know? Well, it's funny that you say that, too, because that gets back into something we talk about, it seems like almost every podcast now, which is when you approach your spouse with something about whatever the conflict or issue is. You put it on you, how you feel. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be left alone without you. Like this frightens me. And, you know, and yeah, I, I recognize the little bit of the guilt there that you're tossing onto your spouse in that kind of a scenario. But again, it's not, it's not pushing something on them. It's telling them how you feel. And therefore mm-hmm. they're more receptive to it. They're actually listening to you, which is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I think this is part is interesting, but not surprising moving on. Um, widowed individuals were 16% more likely than married men or women to have a stroke. Um, and the, uh, authors say that this is likely a result of stress, uh, stress related theory, which suggests that losing a partner may have a negative impact on the emotional, behavioral and economic well-being of an individual, which would then cause the stroke uh, or increase the likelihood, I should say, um, to take that a step further, uh, those married and unmarried, their survival rates um, after the stroke were the same. So if you actually had the stroke, it didn't, um, you know, surviving it wasn't d- much different. Um, however, that wasn't the case with heart attacks. And I feel like, you know, we're talking about two different medical conditions, so that I'm, that makes sense to me. The risk of dying after a heart attack was 42% higher for people who are never married. Do you chalk this up to what we've already discussed, or do you think that there's actually more to the survival rate there? Okay, so I'm going to break that up into a bunch of different pieces because there was a lot in in this question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so first of all, we know there there's an actual scale about stress and how much stress different events in your life cause, and the number one stress factor is loss uh, of a spouse. So it makes total sense that if your partner uh, dies, that you would be very stressed and obviously that could lead to a stroke. Okay, so that's the first piece of it. Um, Now, as far as surviving afterwards, I I can't understand that to be that there's an equal survival rate, whether you're married or unmarried. I don't understand that, to be quite frank with you. I would think that if you were married, 
you would have a better survival rate for a stroke. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to fight with statistics, but I can't explain yeah. it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I could say about a heart attack, and again, I can't really explain this, but I do know that when people have heart attacks, um, they get very depressed. And I'm not really sure why, but I do know that that is something we have to be very cognizant of, that if you've had a heart attack, that depression is a very common side effect. So maybe there's something in there as far as the kind of support you get if you're married or you're not married, that if you have never been married and you don't have that kind of support, you're going to have um, a greater chance of more depression or um, mm. a, a worse prognosis from the depression. Gotcha. Uh, see, I was thinking, so here's my personal theory, which has no mm-hmm. basis in any kind of like scientific rigor. Um, my, my thought is uh, strokes are like neurological. And right. And the the recovery process seems to be like time <laughs> like mm-hmm. hopefully the brain the brain bleed subsides and whatnot whereas a heart attack uh there are a lot of lifestyle changes that have a great impact on it mm-hmm. so being active eating better um you know all that kind of stuff uh, medication to th- keep your blood thinned. And, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that goes into mm-hmm. recovery from a heart attack where a stroke, it seems to me is very much like, yeah, you might have to take some medication, but it's like a wait and see game and it's not go out and, you know, eat better and, and walk and get your blood pumping. It's, it's not mm-hmm. that at all. So mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's kind of my guess as to why, because there's more factors for a, second party to influence the outcome in a heart attack mm, as there is yeah. in a stroke? Well, based on what you're saying, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and that makes sense to me. I certainly think that that's a plausible explanation. But see, then I think, uh, then I think about like the emotional component to it and we know how mm-hmm. strong and powerful the mind is. But then again, maybe if you have a stroke, then like you lose those like neurological superpowers that you would normally have. Uh, Mm -hmm. when you're married. So I don't know. It is a very interesting thing though. Um, Okay. So I will move on. Uh, So one of the other things is that uh, divorce was also associated and you mentioned this. uh, It's associated with a 35% higher risk of developing heart disease in both men Mm -hmm. and women. Mm -hmm. So is that also related to you think stress uh, or is there like other uh, lifestyle choices that may factor into that as well? Um, I think that divorce is very, um, so you've got emotional stress of it, but in addition, uh, very often you're not eating properly. Many people might end up drinking more than they normally would because they're dealing with the stress of it. Um, you know, I think there's all sorts of secondary kinds of issues that occur from a divorce, um, which all could lead to um, factors that could bring on a heart attack. And let's not forget, 
and I and I don't and I'm not being tongue in cheek about this, that there could be a piece to that you're suffering from a broken heart. Mm-hmm. No, I absolutely believe that. Yeah. So um, I, I think that there's a lot of various reasons that a divorce uh, could absolutely uh, increase the the risk of some kind of heart disease. Okay. And then lastly, that the researchers do note that the information that they gathered did not include any info on same-sex partnerships or marriages Mm -hmm. or the marriage quality uh, of Mm -hmm. the couples in the report. Mm -hmm. Um, It also didn't look at unmarried individuals living with uh, with their partner. Mm -hmm. Do you think that these groups would have roughly the same results as married couples? I certainly think that same-sex partnerships, if it's a happy relationship, would have the same results. Mm -hmm. I think that if it is a heterosexual couple in an unhappy marriage, they wouldn't necessarily have the same results. As a matter of fact, they might look closer to a divorce, uh, the statistics for a divorced couple. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really sure about individuals living together because there really is a difference once you make a commitment and say that you're going to get married. So the jury in my mind is still out on that one, but for sure I think that uh, same-sex partnerships that are happy together would be just the same as the kind of results they found the rest of the study. And I think that marriages where there is strife and conflict um, is not going to provide the same kind of benefits Mm -hmm. because you've got a whole can of worms uh, around the stress of the negativity in in the marriage. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Um, I'm a little biased towards the living together couples, and I like my my personal thought on that kind of falls in line with the married couples in general. Like if you're happy Mm -hmm. and you're living Mm -hmm. together. And I say that because I am somebody who uh, was living with my wife for almost 10 years before we actually got married. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I, I, I recognize that the commitment was technically different, but I never felt different about the commitment Mm -hmm. while we were living together. So, and I know that might just be me. Um, but, but, uh, you know, I don't know. That's why they have to do these studies, I suppose. Right, right. Um, All right. Uh, Was there anything else that you wanted to add to this conversation before we wrap up? I don't think. I don't think so. It's just that I'm. I'm not surprised by these results. Um, We know in general that marriage, especially good marriages, are good for your health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for all the all the reasons that we've been talking about. So yeah. Hopefully that explains because, you know, we, like I said, we see these head, headlines all the time and, you know, it's easy to dismiss them. But when you start trying to break it down and understand like, well, why is that? It starts to really make sense. And so I hope yes. we explain that for some people who, you know, do just kind of skip pack, past those headlines and there's like, eh, whatever. So um, this was fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Thank you. 
And before we uh, button this one up, I want to remind everyone that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com, as well as our website, hitchedmag.com. Um, I, I, I preach it every week. Uh, we have a fantastic newsletter that goes out uh, Monday evenings. It is free. Uh, it takes about 30 seconds to sign up, and you can go get that at our website, hitchedmag.com. Um, we include links to the most recent podcast as well as the top articles of the week. And we do publish daily. So uh, check out our website if you are not already a regular. So uh, that is going to do it. And so until next time, take care, everybody. 